Welcome in today. We made it to the weekend. Good stuff and all the spookings and the hauntings and the parties and all that get underway. And a uh, good weekend this weekend. Tonight, going to be, I want to remind you, going to be down at Stenny's tonight. Uh, it starts at 8 with registration and such and then gets underway between 9 and 10 or something like that for the uh, Halloween costume contest. We're going to be down there early tonight. Having a few wings, watching uh, maybe the Philadelphia Phillies get game one of the World Series. Ben, are you giddy today? Are you out of your mind? And what are you wearing? Um, I'm wearing clothes, Bill. uh, And I mean this in the best way possible. (laughs) I can't wait until this show ends. (laughs) Let's start with the I'm wearing clothes as opposed to any other day when you're sitting there naked producing the show. Bill, last Sunday night, Bryce Harper sends the Phillies to the World Series as Mike Clemens comes on. And there's a good thing there isn't video in the studio, you know? Right. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Just like, what the hell, man? Oh, my goodness. Uh, We got a lot coming up today. We are going to really dive into the matchup that is about to be between the... uh, the Packers and the Buffalo Bills, and the the prelude to that was last night's contest between the Buccaneers and the Baltimore Ravens, and Ravens coming out on, out on top. By the way, I fell asleep with about eight minutes to go in the game. I have to admit that, okay? And I, I, and I, I say that because I need to set up the story. I get up this morning, and I flip on the four-letter network. My, my television, when I turn it on, is automatically set to ESPN, and then my next channel, when I hit up and down, I've got a program to the NFL Network. So <laughs> I flip it on, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what happened. I wonder what the, the rest of that you know game ended up being, because I know that uh, you know the Bucks were driving. And it says, and I quote, Buccaneers, uh, or no, excuse me, uh, Ravens run wild over Buccaneers. And I thought, okay. Um, man, something must have happened there at the end. I mean, I knew they had some rushing yards, but, geez, something really must have blown that game up. Holy mackerel. And then I flip over to the NFL Network, and there's the dose of reality of Tom Brady could not hold off Lamar Jackson. And I'm thinking, okay, was it a close game, or did they run wild in a blowout? The sensationalism of the four-letter network was was appalling this morning. But the discussion was very good. Because there is a lot of parallel as to what's going on in Tampa Bay versus what's going on in Green Bay. And it is eerie, eerily similar. Ryan Clark, uh, I was listening to him this morning talking about it, and said, look, you could pretty much flip-flop the uniforms and the exact same problems would be happening. You've got a team in Tampa Bay that defensively can't stop the run. You've got miscommunication early on in that ball game. That uh, Tom Brady on the opening drive missed two passes, two throws that normally Brady makes. I mean, he had one out in the out, and then to Mike Evans in the back of the end zone where he was wide open, and Brady just threw it out of bounds, just floated it out of bounds. And I thought, why are you lobbing the ball like that, man? And uh, and sure enough, it floats out of bounds, and and you know they ended up getting a touchdown when Leonard Fournette plunged in, but. It 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 is wildly familiar. Got to say hi to Nick real quick on the Bud Light live stream. He's currently board, boarding a flight to Buffalo, as he puts it, to watch yet another craptastic performance. There you go. Well, Nick, I hope you uh, come back with a win. I really do. Uh, so there you go. Uh, so anyway, um, but I'm I'm watching this game. 
and there's miscommunication. There's offensive line issues. They can't stop the run. And, and I, I thought to myself, if I would close my eyes and not be watching this game, I'd swear to God they were talking about the Green Bay Packers. And their defense early on stepped up. The muffed punt was just, you know, I, <laughs> I kept thinking, okay, there's Amari Rodgers. He's shown his ugly head in this game. You know, it, you could have taken the Green Bay Packers and flipped them with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so while I come into this game on Sunday with hope of some type, I because you always have hope, um, after watching the Buccaneers last night, and thinking that now, Ben, I, I got to be honest, I completely forgot who I took yesterday in that ball game. Did I take the Buccaneers and the points or did I take Baltimore to come in and beat them? The Ravens won enough. I took the Ravens. OK, so I wasn't sure because I thought to myself, I think I think my heart outweighed my head. And I thought, oh, my God, did I take the Buccaneers in this game? I had to pause for a minute because usually there's my my reality is my mind and my emotions are my heart. And I was really wanting to see Tampa Bay win that game because to me that would have given me a larger modicum of hope coming into the game on Sunday night. Does that make sense? Two teams, basically two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, two superstars, two, if you want to, you know, Tom Brady's the GOAT and everybody says statistically Aaron Rodgers is. So two GOATs in some fashion with teams that are failing, with teams that have better talent than what they're showing, with teams going in a bad direction, with teams with miscommunication and a lot to go around and coaches look like they're deers in the headlights. And, you know, I was looking for this modicum of hope last night only – to fall woefully short by the time I woke up this morning. Did you kind of did you watch that game at all last night sitting out there at Monks or were you completely blottoed and bleary-eyed by the end of the night? No, I went out for a beer, watched the game a bit. I was honestly locked into Utah Washington State, uh, which was an electric game. But I was watching passively. You also have with those teams two different off the field things going on with the quarterbacks. In yeah. one case it's Aaron Rodgers and what we've talked about all week. In the other, it's Brady getting divorced. And obviously not parallel and not the same, but same concept. So I, I am with you mm-hmm. in kind of thinking that if the Bucks turn it around, then maybe the Packers have a chance. But yeah, that's a, I like the way of looking at football that way or just trying to find something to grasp onto because Sunday night kind of seems like it could be rough. Yeah, it, uh, and that's the other news that uh, TMZ found out that Giselle has indeed filed for divorce. At least that's, that's what they're reporting. So whatever that last-ditch effort was um, for you know for them to salvage their marriage, as the report came out, what was it, yesterday or the day before, um, you know, I, I, I guess it failed. And she said, okay, that's it. Um, talk to you later. And that, that's, that's all she wrote. So uh, anyway, that being said, so, yeah, he's got that going on uh, off the field. Rodgers off the field, I mean, you know, we don't know anything hardly about his personal life, but when it comes to the discussions and what he's, you know, what, what, what the scrutiny he's under, which he's always under scrutiny, but the scrutiny he's under, you know, certainly a lot of consternation regarding Aaron Rodgers, but two drastically different situations. One is just criticism. The other one is the falling apart of a life. So, yeah, he's, he, you know, Tom Brady's dealing with, with some stuff, no doubt about it. 
Um, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to do so. So coming up later on today, we got a lot coming up, by the way. Um, one is there, uh, Mike Clemens sat down with, uh, Jordan Love. And I know you're probably going, yeah, why, why do you do that? There was a story that was written. Um, Mike found this and you know, Mike, Mike's always digging something. Mike found this. And there was a story that was written about Jordan Love growing up. And Mike had, had texted me and said, did you know this? That Jordan Love's dad committed suicide, killed himself when uh, when he was 14. And I said, I, I didn't know, you know. And Mike said, yeah. He said, I got a chance to sit down just one-on-one away from everybody and talk to him about it. I, so, and I took a listen to this last night. Wow. So you're going to hear that coming up today. Uh, Mike is going to be here, final hour of the program. We're going to talk with Eric Branchak of the Green Bay Press-Gazette about what we witnessed last week and about what we can expect this week. Uh, so that's coming up. Cassidy Hill is going to be here uh, a little bit later on today in the program as well. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about the Packers and obviously the Buffalo Bills upcoming. Uh, and then in addition to that, you know, Ben's going to be giddy all day with World Series uh, goo all over the, the board there in the studio. <laughs> so he's, he's a guy that's uh, also fired up. Rick says uh, his dad was a cop. Yeah, uh, Jordan Love's dad was a cop. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I I didn't. If I did know it, I didn't recollect it. But uh, his dad was a. Yeah. Well, you'll hear it. it. It's coming up here in a little bit. It's coming up here in a little bit. But even Mike and I, and Mike pretty much knows everything about everybody. And even Mike went, man. I don't. I don't remember that. I I didn't didn't really know that. And so we we talked about a little bit about that this morning. So anyway, uh, that being said, all of that coming up today on the program. So stick around for that. Uh, and if you knew it, then we're rehashing old news. And if you didn't, uh, then stay tuned because you'll hear, hear that coming up a little bit later on in the next hour of the program as well. Uh, Gary says, uh, this is a must win for the Green Bay Packers. And I agree with you. Watching Brady go down last night made me think about Sunday night's contest. It's not looking good for the Green Bay Packers. That's from Gary. Uh, Gary, I would agree. I was just looking for uh, just Benjamin says this is the same thing. He said, I was looking for hope. There is no hope. I think we have to start looking towards the future. Is the future Jordan Love? Do you trade away Jordan Ro- or Jordan Rodgers? I think you mean Aaron Rodgers. And you're mixing up your Jordans there. Do we trade away Jordan Rodgers, who he means Aaron Rodgers, and find somebody new and go with Jordan Love? Or do you think we just hang on to Rodgers and find an additional wide receiver or two? And why has Gutekinds not done anything? What is the message that he's sending to the team and the fan base? I'm the positive Pete right now. Um, Yeah, the... That's a whole other side note to all of this. That's a whole other side note to all of this. Um, not doing anything. And what message that sends. And I said all week at some point or another, you know, throughout our conversations, I said, basically, look, if you believe you're a couple of players away, you make the moves. If you believe you're nowhere near it, then you don't. That's it. Um, now, my other thought is that you have to have two to tango, and maybe you you know you feel like the price is too high. But I, I'm kind of like of the ilk right now, where it's like you got to do something, man. You just you got to do something. You can't just let this thing disintegrate before our very eyes. You you you, you got to do something. 
there has to be some type of move made. You, you, you know, and I, I can't believe I was listening this morning uh, to this whole discussion about, well, you know, whose feelings are going to be hurt. Who the hell cares? You're, you're a paid athlete. If you're not getting the job done, next up, man, I don't give a damn. I, this isn't about feelings at this point, you know, when it comes to guys that are underperforming. <laughs> Who cares? Doesn't matter at all. And, you know, I can see if you've got Devontae Adams and Greg Jennings as your wideouts and you're you're fishing for another guy and maybe they're upset that they're going to lose a few catches. Maybe. But if you, <laughs> you're leading receivers, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb, both of which are hurt. Next. You know, Romeo Dobbs has to understand he's a rookie and doesn't really know it. And uh, the fact that the, he's dropping passes continuously, son, you got to catch the ball to be a receiver. Otherwise, you're nothing more than a body running around being hit in the head with a football. And as far as Christian Watson goes, who the hell cares? He's another guy. Can't catch the football when it is thrown to him, and he can't stay healthy. So that 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 doesn't matter. But what does it say if they do not make a move and will you be upset will you be upset if they don't make a move i I, a lot of stuff to get to today 877-867-1670 if you want to hit us up feel free to go ahead and do so tonight we're going to be down at Stenny's second and national walkers point hopefully you can come down and say hello tonight uh, wear a costume get in the costume contest giving away some cash and prizes it's all brought to you by bud light the official beer sponsor of the bill michael sports talk network looking forward to it this evening we will see you down at Stenny's. For sure. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Hey, don't forget about our friends at MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. That's MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. If uh, you've probably noticed, I, I had the uh, the the neighbor came over the other day. We were talking about this because um, the uh, they have a ring camera on the front of their house, same as I do. And man, the thing was covered, covered in box elder bugs. And I said, "You getting that at the same time?" I said, "I get a few of them on the outside of the house, but ever since I had the guys from Milwaukee Bedbug Pros come over." I don't really get that stuff anymore. And, man, they, they were like, oh, can we have the number? Because apparently they have them all over the house, inside, outside, everywhere. And it's a brand-new house. So I said, call them. Uh, our friends at Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros, 414-877-5811. Whether it's the bed bugs, the box elders, the stink bugs, in the attic, whatever it happens to be, they can get rid of them. Or if you just want to be preventative, you say own townhomes or multi-unit apartment buildings, condos, dorm rooms, hotels motels, resorts, medical facilities, daycare. They can do it all. That's MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. That's MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. 414-877-5811. 414-877-5811. Give them a call. Ask for Michael, and they can help you out. That's our friends at MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. Uh, 877-867-1670 is uh, the phone number if you want to give us a shout, 877-867-1670. The, uh, I mentioned it before that the uh, the tweet had come out. Um, I guess, is this officially from Tom Brady? Yeah, it is. Um, announced that he and Giselle have divorced. Uh, recent days, my wife and I finalized our divorce from one another. After 13 years of marriage, we arrived at the decision amicably and with gratitude 
For the time we spent together, we are blessed with beautiful and wonderful children who will continue to be the center of our world in every way. We will continue to work together as parents to always ensure they receive the love and attention they deserve. We arrived at this decision to end our marriage after much consideration. Uh, Doing so is, of course, painful and difficult, uh, like it is for so many people who go through the same thing every day around the world. However, we wish only the best for each other as we pursue whatever chapters in our lives that are yet to be written. And we kindly ask for privacy and respect as we navigate what is to come in the days and weeks ahead. That is from Tom Brady, uh, putting that out a little while ago. So there you go. Yep, it is. Uh, it is ended. Didn't think that would happen. Kind of thought that would go on for a long time, and apparently, apparently not. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. This is from a Brook. Brook says. Uh, hey, unit. This is going to be an ugly one on Sunday night. What happens when the Packers get beaten and beaten badly? Do we then start to look at cleaning house for the rest of the organization and not just Brian Gutekunst? Well, first of all, I don't think Gutekunst is going anywhere. Um, I mean, both he and Lafleur just got contract extensions. Um. I would say it would probably be more likely that a coach would lose his job at the end of the season rather than the general manager. But you tell me. You tell me. If if, if this team... If this team gets beaten on Sunday night and gets beaten... Okay, let's just say for theoretical sake here. Let's just say it's 35-17. They get beaten quite handily. 30-17, whatever. And the the Buffalo Bills cover the double-digit spread. What then do you want to see happen? What then do you want to see happen? I think that's a legit question. Tim says, uh, I cannot believe Gutekinds has not gone, gotten gotten out and got us another wide receiver. Uh, this is embarrassingly bad when other teams have somebody that goes down. They go out and immediately find somebody and work it out. Gutekinds doesn't have the balls to do this. He's a Ted Thompson protege. He's sitting at the end of the hall doing not a damn thing. His draft choices have been iffy at best. This guy needs to go. We are just regurgitating the same old crap. Get outside the organization and find somebody who knows how to run it. Otherwise, Mark Murphy needs to go out on his ass as well. That's from Tim. Tim, appreciate the email. Um, Rick says when they get beaten, they are still in the hunt for the seventh seed. He feels it's going to be nine wins that's going to get them in. Yeah, they're still in the hunt. And like I said, it's going to be depending upon how badly you get beaten. How badly you get beaten. If you if you get beat, and we went through this the other day, if you if you get beat and say, you know, it's 27-24, it's a hard-fought game, both sides play really well, there's maybe, you know, one little thing here or there that costs you, and it's a last-second field goal that beats you on Sunday night against what's considered to, uh, considered to be the best team in football and uh, there and after they come off of a bye, you know, boy, that's kind of a moral victory. At least you can say, you know what? Hard fought. Just didn't happen. Just didn't happen. You know? Then you can go, okay. Okay. I, I can live with that. But if you get drilled 
and you look just as bad, then what? Then what belief do you have? You're, you still have hope because you're not mathematically eliminated, but then it becomes every game becomes a must-win. And I don't see a lot of that happening. Um, the only other good, the other piece of good news here is this is what could possibly happen. If you go into that game on Sunday night knowing that the Vikings lost to the Cardinals at U.S. Bank Stadium, the Cardinals are 5-2. and two. The Packers, if they get a win, would be 4-4. Four and four. Well, then that changes things as well. Right? Because then in the win column, you're a game back. And we know that there have been times that the Vikings, and you still have another game with them, that the Vikings have choked things away. So then you're talking a whole different scenario. You're talking about a different level of hope. You're talking about still the possibility of winning the division. Nobody's running away right now with the NFC other than, say, Philadelphia and New York. Everybody else is kind of in the same boat, right? You look at the NFC South, nobody in the NFC South has a winning record. Atlanta right now leads the NFC South at three and four. Think about that. Out West, Seattle leads the West. Seattle leads the West at four and three. And they got the Giants coming to town. And there are some people thinking that that this could possibly be a win since uh, New York's got to go, you know, east coast to west coast. It's a very difficult jaunt to begin with. And you got to go into a loud place like Seattle and suddenly their fans are feeling it again. It could be a tough game coming up for uh, the Giants, who many consider to be a paper champion on, uh, you know, anyway, against Seattle. And Seattle could end up with their fifth win. You know, there, there's a, nobody's running away with anything right now. It's Philadelphia, the Giants. You could even say maybe if Minnesota gets a win on Sunday, Minnesota obviously at 6-1 and one, if that's what the way they would end up. But there would be the, – the NFC would still be wide open, right? So there is still some hope. Um, Marty says, get rid of LaFleur. He sucks. I'd rather have Mike McCarthy and his uh, massages. Jeremy says if they're getting beat that bad, J-Lo's going to be in in the middle of the third quarter, LOL. Um, looking long-term, what if the Packers lose to Buffalo, lose to Detroit, and then Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys blow them out? Is LaFleur's seat just on fire or what? Or you you straight up uh, press the eject button? Uh, no, at that point, you're gone. At that point, you're gone. If, if you lose this game and then lose to Detroit and you get blown out and smoked by the Cowboys, you're gone. You're gone. You, you To me, you've lost the team, especially if you, if you do it in, in blowout fashion, because that means within two out of three weeks, if you get blown out by Buffalo and blown out by the Cowboys, that means if you believe, as we all did, that this is a pretty good roster, that's coaching and you got to get the hell out. That's when we start calling for people's jobs. Uh, Adam says they should explore trading uh, Aaron Jones for a wide receiver considering they don't use him anyway and they won't be able to afford him next year. Is Hill coming back anytime soon? Uh, Kylan Hill has been practicing. Uh, I don't know when he's going to be back, but Kylan Hill is not Aaron Jones, just an FYI. It's not like you're going to you know, not miss a beat by putting Kylan Hill in, just an FYI. 
Uh, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break and come back. Uh, good thoughts, though. Give me it. Uh, what happens if they win? What happens if they lose? What happens if they get blown out? What happens if they win by a lot? What happens if they blow Buffalo out? Is the train then back on the tracks? Or am I just putting, uh, posing a question that most people seem to think I'm, I'm smoking something? Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. weekend a lot of different uh, bars pubs restaurants all have something going on i know sloppy joes and smoke in the water they do you're heading now they had a really cool event last week where they had to bring your dog downstairs in the uh, downstairs of uh, of smoke in the water they had a, a pup crawl is what they called it where you could go bar to bar with your dogs which was really cool they always do something cool out there Joe and Ellen are always doing something neat. But uh, stop in. they got a big, uh, you know, costume party and stuff and Halloween party going on this weekend. And that is out at Smoke on the Water. And it's Sloppy Joe's if you're heading anywhere on maybe Sunday morning prior to the uh, game on Sunday evening. Head out there Sunday morning. Grab yourself a good breakfast. Good stuff out there. Sloppy Joe's Smoke on the Water on Okachi. And, uh, and Sloppy Joe's good old-fashioned Wisconsin bar. I mean, that's it's the essence of what Wisconsin bars are uh, at that place. So stop out either place. And tell them you heard it here. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, uh, go ahead and give us a shout. I want to know, I want to know your thoughts on if the Packers win big, if the Packers barely win, if the Packers barely lose, or if the Packers get blown out. How much of a difference of opinion and or emotion you may have. You know? Uh, Marty says uh, the Packers have had several 13-game winning seasons, but as we got to the postseason, we all found out that the Emperor had no close come playoff time. Um... This is uh, Purple Lilac says, uh, sure seems the Packers and the Bucks have much in common. Common denominators, average quarterbacks, and defenses allowing big yards in the second half. Too many uh, commonalities. Um, I suspect it's the mental game and aging of quarterbacks. It's... This is one of those situations where I would normally go, yeah, you're right, yes, right, quarterbacks, you know, they, they're, they're the leaders. We all know we give the quarterbacks too much credit when they win and give them too much grief when they lose. It all starts with the quarterback 100%. But you're talking about two guys that are pretty smart. Now, you're also talking about guys that are six years apart in age. Rodgers right now is going on, he's thirty, going to be 39, Right. Ben, am I right on that? He's going to be 39, right? I think so. I think he's. I don't think he's 40 yet. I think next year he turns 40. So I think he's 30. He'll be 39. In December. In December, yeah. So he's going to be 39. Tom Brady is 45. I cannot believe that the skills of Aaron Rodgers have fallen off the table in this one season. 
because you still see that pass to Aaron Jones that he threw for a touchdown last weekend. That was something that really probably only, only Rodgers could do. He put it in the only place that Aaron Jones could come down with it. Now, has he had bad passes? Yeah, but now we question, is it Rodgers or is it the thumb? And some of it is, do you think it is mental frustration of, these guys just aren't open. I just I just throw it, throw it in their direction, you know? Maybe they'll make a diving catch or something. I just don't want to put it in harm's way. And maybe he's doing that. You're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's always been the smartest, most creative, and pinpoint accuracy passer in the game. You can't believe in a season it's just gone. Um, Andrew says, Tom and Aaron both need to get a woman in their life ASAP. Uh, Tom has one, and she's on her way out. Not to make fun of it, but... 877-867-1670. Ben, if they give me your if they win this game versus if they lose this game. So the emotional place. There I mean it's an uphill battle no matter what. I think the crux of the question is how, right? Like if they go into Buffalo and somehow the offense is suddenly spectacular against a really good Buffalo defense, Sunday night football, really raucous environment. If they score 28 points, and lose the game because the defense lets up, honestly, I think I walk away feeling okay. Like a close loss where suddenly everything clicks. Jones is going off. The offensive line plays great. Rodgers looks good. The wide receivers are doing enough. If that happens, I think we can have somewhat of a moral victory Monday come next week. But if they lose and it's close and the defense plays great, but the offense just continues to, to be the thing holding the team back, then I think I feel the same way I did after the Washington game, that there's very little hope. So I think it's how. Mm-hmm. That's the most important part. Um, I, the thing I'm watching the most is, like, can the offense actually have a pulse after the first drive of the game? Right. I uh, I also, this is, uh, this is from Andy who says, uh, uh, with Brian Gutekind's not doing anything, it's disgusting. With all these other teams making trades and moves, knowing what we need and how desperately we need it, the fact that 1265 does absolutely nothing about it is disgusting. It's turning me off as a Packers fan. All they give a damn about is selling out every year their waiting list and building new monoliths to the players. That is Andy. Um, yeah, if if the I guess depends on what happens to the rest of the games on Sunday and how things shake out in the standings. If there is a a moral victory to be had, because you can play well, lose the game, and everybody else that you need to lose wins, and it's it's a it's a moral victory. But what does it mean? I mean, you're 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 another step further away from making it to the postseason. You know what I mean? I so, but I agree with you. If if this team can just and I can't believe I'm saying this as badly as they play, but if they can just hang around, just hang around. I, I'm trying to talk myself into something, and I just don't know what. I just don't see them. I I really hope they play better than what I saw the Buccaneers play last night. Now, the Buccaneers in the first quarter of that game played well. Their defense played well. They contained Lamar Jackson. They, they had really good man coverage last night. Defensively speaking, they got after it. They contained him. They didn't allow him really that often to get outside uh, of the rush. They were right around the pocket, right upfield. 
pressed him on the inside, made sure he had people in front of him, the whole thing. I I was impressed. And then just in the second half, it went away, which is another reason why let's just say that the the Packers do go ahead and really make a game of it in the first half. That doesn't mean anything because what's been traditional for this team throughout this season has been the second half of ball games, which has been so erratically poor. And that that's where it's like, look, if you don't put a full game together, <laughs> there is no moral victory. It's just same old, same old. Just, you know, if you put three quarters together, okay, great. Maybe you're getting a little better, but that means by the end of the season, you'll be hitting your stride, but you're going to be so far out of it by then that nobody's going to give two dams about it. And then you've got a whole off season of here we go again. So I, man, uh, Gunner says going to be a shellacking 42, 16 Buffalo. Um, quick stat out of the last eight drafts, 4% of the Packers picks made pro bowls. I, John, I agree with you. I, you have to find really good substitute. You don't have to always find pro bowlers. Okay. You don't need that. But what you need is really good guys that would be in the discussion. You know what I mean? Guys that would be in the discussion for pro bowls. Guys that are that good, they're on the cusp. But Because if you have one Pro Bowler and a bunch of Joes, you're only as good as your weakest link. But if you've got a lot of guys that they may not be Pro Bowlers, but they're right there, then you're going to be a very good, steady team. You know, iron sharpens iron. These guys will get gradually better. If you got bad guys, bad attitudes, bad, bad learning, bad skill, bad coaching – there's nothing getting better about that team. And I just, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I cannot put my finger on what's going on behind 1265. This is the same squad minus Devontae that they had last year, and it supposedly had gotten better. And yet this team is worse, and they show zero signs of getting better. They show zero signs of the attention to detail. And to me, that's more coaching than it is anything else. 877-867-1670. Stick around. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show yet to come. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Cunis RV. Go to CunisRV.com. That's CunisRV.com. Wisconsin's fastest growing RV dealer. As a matter of fact, Scott from the uh, one down in Elkhorn going to be with us tonight as one of the judges down at Stenny's for the Halloween costume contest. So if you got any RV questions, bring them tonight. Good stuff. That's Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. Also brought to you by our friends over there at Albanese's Roadhouse. Go see Joey. Got some good Italian food over on the west side of Milwaukee today in the Waukesha area on Blue Mound Road, right next to Menards. Great place. I saw some people out there last night, even in the cold, tossing around a few bocce balls last evening. Stop in, tell Joey we said hi. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Bills. Sunday night on NBC, kickoff at 720 from Highmark Stadium in Buffalo, built nearly 50 years ago in 1973. Yesterday, the Bills unveiled plans for a new stadium to open in three years. The Packers' Sammy Watkins was a first-round pick for the Bills and talked about when it was called Ralph Wilson Stadium. I love that stadium. I loved it, Buffalo. That was my, my dream team. I had the best time there. They winning now, making a ton of money. It's a crazy fun fan base. 
I don't think people understand how fun Buffalo is. And, you know, that college atmosphere is there. They got some of the wildest fans in the league. The Bills are 5-1 and one and coming off a bye after beating the Chiefs in Kansas City. Sean McDermott, in his sixth year as head coach, talked about facing the struggling 3-4 and four Packers. You know, you're talking about a, a team that's led by a, the current reigning MVP of the league. Right? So we start there, and, and then you've got two good running backs, some young receivers. We'll see where that goes with some of the injuries they have. You know, Sammy's there as well, who, who we have a lot of respect for. And it's a football team that has great potential that's coming in here this weekend and, and obviously led by Aaron, who, who we have a lot of respect for as well. The Packers will need to find a way to get into the end zone and score some points to keep up with the Bills. Matt LaFleur on what he told his offense. They played primarily a vision-based defense, so there's a lot of eyes on the quarterback, and they do a great job of reading where the quarterback's going to go with the football, and, and they trigger. Aaron Rodgers will be without his top receiver, Alan Lazard, who says he heard a snap, crackle, pop in his left shoulder when he got hit against Washington. Lazard says he hopes to be back soon. You know, even last week, obviously didn't get the results that we wanted everything, but even going into that week, I was, I was still very confident in our room and my ability as an offense. And truthfully, I still feel that same way. I think we're only really less than five plays away from really changing the game and flipping the momentum and, and really just instilling that confidence in us as an offense, but even more so as our team. That's Packers wide receiver Alan Lazard from Lambeau Field. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. It's a Friday, nice weather. It's going to be good this weekend for the kids out trick-or-treating, maybe even on Monday. And depending on where you're at, I, I still am a big believer of trick-or-treating on Halloween and not in the daytime. Do it at night. Do it at, you know, 6 to 8 or 6 to 9, whatever the uh, whatever the hours are. But start it at 6. Do it on Halloween. Uh, just makes it easy for everybody. And uh, although there are parents who like to take their kids from township to township so if it's like tomorrow from noon to three they'll dress their kids up and take them to one township and then the next day they'll take them someplace else and then monday night they'll take them to another place and the kids load up on two years worth of candy but uh but uh, good good luck all weekend long for those that are trick-or-treating ben were you a trick-or-treat on halloween guy or did you believe that uh you know the hours during the daytime when all is well was better Oh, no. My neighborhood back home was a big trick-or-treat neighborhood. People kind of went too hard, honestly. They did the whole, yeah. like, some of the blocks uh, near where I live are very small and neighbory. And then they, you know, get all the lights and the cobwebs and stuff. People went all out back in Philly. Yeah. But you did it on Halloween. Oh, yeah. Every time. Weekday yeah. sometimes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. We, uh, we, never, we never did it on another day besides Halloween. There's, there's, I, I get it. You hear about the, the one in a million terrible stories and such, but you know, there is something about Halloween, you know, there's something about doing it on that night of Halloween. Now, see, I went to also parochial school. So the next day was all saints day. So we were off. So every Halloween didn't matter what day it was. We were off the next day. So we always had sleepovers for Halloween. So it was, it didn't matter if it was on a, a Tuesday in the middle of the week, we're good to go because we always have the next day on. Um, so the question I posed, and I put it on Twitter and I put it on Facebook, was give me your thoughts on this, you know, what do you feel? What do you feel uh, right now with this organization not making, because I really thought they'd make a move by now. Get a wide receiver in here. 
find somebody that's going to help this team. Get them in now. Get them acclimated this week. You need them this week. You know, no Aaron Lazard or Alan Lazard. No Randall Cobb. You're you know you're 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 down to next to nothing, right? Uh, Bob tweets us and says something is deeply rotten in Green Bay. Unfortunately, this probably is only the beginning of a season long tailspin. The consequences will be harsh. Uh, Two Cows Gaming says this sucks. Too many issues along the O line. The receiving core is too young. The defense is trending in the right direction, but they're on the field too long. The offense isn't on the field long enough. This sucks. Uh, with everything that Tom Brady has going on, we're still able to talk Packers, Bucks, Brewers. Stay strong. That's from Kenny. Kenny, you to man. Um, Paul says, with the receiving course so depleted, the offensive line struggles. I don't see this game being even close. 31-10, doing nothing. Same stuff, different day. Hootie says, same stuff, different era. Uh, this one's uh, from Backcountry says, that they are the smartest people in the room and they really don't give a damn about us peasants. Uh, Hostile says, does that really surprise you? I doubt any fans are surprised by Gudikins doing nothing. Tim says, this is incredibly disappointing. Packers Home says something between we're good enough to uh, we're good enough with what we got versus can't get anyone good enough to put us over the top. Maybe that's the problem. Uh, Dave says, just de- disappointed. We have glaring needs at wide receiver and nothing. Uh, Bernard says, uh, I say this, the Ted Thompson era staff that Goody kept around better hope that Jordan Love pans out or a good quarterback is in their near future because once Mark Murphy retires and the franchise is floundering top down, this team needs to be gutted. Uh, ready for my crazy conspiracy theory that I don't even believe myself? Goody and Matt secretly want to lose as many games as possible because they don't believe in Love and secretly want a high draft pick to find out who their next quarterback is going to be. Brian says they're cheap. They only care about the profits and lining their own pockets. Tom says same old, same old, but what do we expect? Lethargic organizations sit out mostly, then late in the process, sign somebody as a half-assed player. Ian says that the organizational philosophy valuing draft picks because of the four-year contract with the low cap hit each year, uh, more than pricey veterans and shorter-term deals would be obtained via the trade, remains unchanged in the Gutekinds era. Uh, Lambo Ted says uh, Gudikinst has nothing between the legs and will not make a deal. He's an idiot. He hasn't really proven himself as a general manager and needs to go. Kendall says, go build another sledding hill. That'll make you some more money, you cheap-ass SOBs. And uh, the mistress of Dark Souls said uh, Packers will never do anything because we don't know what we're talking about and they you know everything. There you go. Not a positive word there. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, Packer One says, who are they going to trade for? They'll go out and find a mid-talented receiver. Just save the draft picks. Yeah, the draft picks are really panning out. Thought the team would be so much better this year. Thank God you got guys that can drop passes. True, boy. Don't know what you'd be, where you'd be without that. Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette coming up next. We got a lot to get to today. Stay tuned. One hour down, three more yet to go. Eric B in this next hour. Cassidy Hill coming up in an hour after that. Mike Clemens to close the show out. Got an interview with Jordan Love. We got all kinds of stuff happening. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.